Once again, welcome to another live session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. Well, I hope you're already enjoying the day. This is the 31st of December, 2009. Um, in the next 24 hours, we'll be in the new year, we'll be in 2020. And I believe that you are preparing yourself to step into this brand new day. Thank you so much, my dear sister, this morning for connecting once again. It's always a pleasure to have you connect with me. Uh, we have been having some wonderful time in the presence of God. What a time we had this morning. What an impartation. What a time of prayer. What a time of a release of God's word and truth. I believe that the spirit of God is really steering and preparing our, our hearts for what is coming. I believe what we are seeing is a foretaste of what we are about to step into in 2020. And I'm so excited in my spirit, looking forward to what the Father, amen, is about to release to his ecclesia, even as we continue to see, you know, the direction of the change of God's. I'm so, so excited, believing that, you know, that which we are stepping into is giving us, you know, clarity and direction and, and impetus to move further even amidst the, the resistance and, you know, and the challenges. What, what a day we live in. And uh, we just can, but just give glory and thanks to God. Let, let's just thank him again. Father, we honor you this morning. We glorify you. We praise you. We adore you. We lift your name on high. We say there is no God like you. Thank you, Father, for the refreshing truth that you're bringing to us. Thank you for the way that you are speaking to us. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit leading and guiding us into all truth. Thank you that we are discovering the vastness of your kingdom. And as we journey with you on a day-to-day on -day basis, you're showing us something new. And you're deepening our understanding even in, in the light of that which you're revealing. And this is such a beautiful thing, oh God. Thank you, Father. I personally really want to thank you for how your spirit has been speaking to me and bringing your word in, in, in such a way that understanding, oh God, is being shared. And I can really convey that word in the light of that which you want your people, yes, to, to, to hear and to, 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 to partake of. Thank you, Spirit of God. Lord, I once again, I present myself as, as your vessel. I just pray that you will pour yourself once again into my heart, into my life, that I would distill, yes, this wine of your spirit, oh God, that will gladden the heart of your people and prepare them, oh God, as they get themselves aligned with your counsel. I thank you once again that you will bring us deeper, oh God. Yes, our desire is to go deeper because the deeper we go, yes, the higher we can extend. We bless your holy name this day, oh God, that people will partake of this tree that you're planting, this tree that you have called, yes, the plant of the Lord, producing and bringing forth fruit unto righteousness. Thank you, Lord, that nothing will stop that which your spirit has begun to walk in and through our life. We are like a tree planted by the rivers of water, yes, that is producing its fruit in due season. We thank you, oh God, that 2020 is a due season for us, that all that you have spoken, all that you have implanted into our spirit, oh God, will begin to blossom, will begin to bloom, oh God, in the year 2020. Regardless of what, oh 
God, men and, and circumstance may predict. We understand the prediction of your spirit. And that prediction is that all things work together for the good of them who love you and are called after your purpose. So we can go, oh God, into this new day, into this new season with our head lifted high, with our eyes focused on you, with our mind elevated to the place, yes, that is called the mind of Christ. We thank you. It's a brand new day, a brand new day in your prophetic calendar, a brand new day in the advancement, yes, of, of your intentions in the earth, a brand new day in the unfolding realities of your kingdom, a brand new day in the movement, oh God, of your ecclesia in the earth. We rejoice in this brand new day. Thank you, Father. We can celebrate, oh God, with the host of heaven, with the cloud of witnesses, cheering us up unto victory. Thank you, Father, Lord, that in our weakness, we are proclaiming strength, oh God, that in our hopelessness, we are receiving hope, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that in our faithlessness, we are receiving faith, oh God. We thank you that you're the God that calls those, those things that be not as though they were. We can bless your holy name this morning because indeed, the image of you in our life are coming to the fore and we are seeing ourselves in the light of that which you have ordained our life for. And therefore, the earth once again, yes, shall witness as they did in the days of Enos, as they did in the day of Enoch, as they did in the days of Methuselah, as they did in the days of, of, of Noah, as they did in the days of Abigail, Deborah, and Ruth. Oh God, as they did in the day of Elijah, facing the powers that be, challenging the stronghold of Jezebel and Ahab. Lord, as they did in the days of the manifestation of a company called the Davidic Order, we thank you that once again, we are replicating, we are manifesting the very seed that you have sown in man, reflecting your prophetic intentions in the earth, that our day and our time will not be different. That once again, men will write about us. They will speak about us. They will talk about a people, oh God, who walked the earth, who left the trail of Christ upon the shores of time. Once again, Father, we declare and we proclaim, Lord, that yes, Lord God, everyone will celebrate us. Angels will look upon the things that your spirit has begun, yes, to reveal in, through us, oh God. We thank you. We bless your holy name. It's a brand new day. It's a new day. Your spirit is leading us. We celebrate this. We thank you that the formations are taking place, bones to his bones. Thank you for clarity. Thank you for a new order of army emerging, oh God, out of the dryness of the past, out of the barrenness and the weakness of the past. Thank you, Father, for an army emerging, oh God, out of the barren height, out of the, out of the weakness, out of the lack of the past, out of the rebellion of the past, a new order of people are emerging in the spirit of obedience, complete obedience, total surrender to your will. Father, once again, we declare corporately, there are no boundaries. There are no time boundary in the things of the spirit. As my brethren connect with me and as I connect with them, oh God, on this network, oh God, on this plane, on this level, oh God, where the spirit of just men are made perfect. And this mountain called the mountain of the Lord, in this place called Mount Zion, where the spirit of just men are made perfect. In this place that we have come into the company, the assembly, yes, of innumerable company of angels. In this order that we have come to where it's called the assembly of the firstborn. Father, we proclaim in the name of Jesus that your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth as it is already established in heaven. We are the conduit. We are that order. We are, almighty God, that connecting point. We are the bridge that produce, that bring forth your desire in the earth. We declare once again, may your kingdom come. May your kingdom come. 
May your will be done. We stand and we seek for the manifestation of your kingdom and your will. That as it's established in heaven, there will be a reflection. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. We are that water reflecting the image of Christ. Yes, Father. You say the knowledge of your glory shall cover the earth as the water covers the sea. Yes, Father, we cast shadow upon the waters of the earth and that shadow reflects your image. We thank you. It is a seal of our victory. It is a symbol, yes, of the defeat of the path of darkness. We honor your holy name, O God. Yes, Father. They said 70% of the, of the earth, of the human body, is covered cover with earth, covered with water. And that is a reflection. The water is a reflection of who we are in you. We thank you, God, as it were in the days of the victory of, 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 the, of, of King Ezekiah, Father, as your light reflect upon that water. And the enemy saw it as blood and they felt, oh, these people are defeating us. We are, we are done for. And they began to run, Father. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit. Father, we thank you this day as we continue to dig dishes and dig holes and dig drains, oh God. Lord, we thank you, Spirit of God, that your water is rising, oh God, and is reflecting in the name of Jesus a new order of image, yes, of victors. Thank you, Father, that we are not defeated. Thank you, Father, oh God, that there is no defeat in you. It's not by might. You have the technology to defeat the most strongest enemy around us. Thank you, Father, that they that are with us are more than, that, than they that are against us. We bless your holy name for this brand new day. Thank you for your prophetic uh, order. Thank you for your prophetic activity already taking place within the structures of our life, manifesting through, yes, even the very breath of our nostril. We bless your name. We bless your name that the people are emerging out of the earth. The Lord, our concept of engagement has not even revealed, been revealed yet. Father, we thank you that we no longer look at the old, the, the obsolete. The technology of the past are old, they are archaic, they are obsolete. Thank you that you're bringing us into a new day, into a new order, into a new vision, into a new operating system, oh God. The word declares that eyes have not seen these things. Ears have not heard, yes, the things you're about to show and, and reveal through our life within the structures of your word in 2020 and beyond. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it, oh God. The heart of man has not even begun to conceive this thing. The systems of the world, the systems of darkness cannot stand or challenge the technology that is about to be emerged out of us, oh God. Us, your ecclesia. Us, yes, your bride. Us, your sons in the earth. Us, oh God, gates and walls. Thank you, spirit of the living God. We honor your name. It's a new day. And we rejoice in you. We rejoice in the newness. We rejoice in your prophetic order. Thank you, Father, for your capacity to have once again a people built in the earth. Showing forth the very intentions of your prophetic order. It's a new day. We celebrate this new day. We rejoice in you. We glorify you. We bless your name. Let the earth hear the voice Yes, of the sons of God. Let the voice, let the, let the angels, let the nations hear the cry of the daughters of Zion. It's a brand new day. You say, rise up, O daughter of Zion. Thank you that we are rising up, O God, out of that dust. We proclaim that we're cleaning ourselves out of our past. We're stepping into the image of our identity in you. And Lord, we thank you 
Now, nothing will stop this order. Nothing will stop this church. Your church is emerging. You declare, you declare that your, your ecclesia shall be built and no weapon, no power from the fashion against her will prosper. Thank you. Our minds are being renewed. Thank you, Spirit of God, that Christ is being shaped and formed, not just in our mind, but in every structure of our philosophy. We bless your holy name. That's a new day. We can rejoice in this newness, in this newness, in this newness of your power, in this newness of your authority, in this newness of your nature and character, in this newness of your priesthood in our life. We bless you. We celebrate you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Father. What a day. What a day in the earth. What a day within your space. Something is happening in the space that you occupy. If you connect to the frequency of this word, you're changing now. A change is taking place where you are now. It takes faith to connect to the things of the spirit. And if you have faith like a monster seed and believe and trust, God will elevate you out of where you are. God will bring you to a new day of sight. It will bring you to a new day of vision. It will bring you to a new day of understanding. Wisdom will begin to build your house. Wisdom will begin to construct, yes, the, the nature and the, and the ideology, the very value system of Christ within your life, and you will become a voice in the earth. It's not over yet. This is just the beginning of a great thing that God has begun in your life. You're welcome this morning, everyone. Thank you, my dear sister. Thank you, Sister Ronell, for connecting this morning. Thank you, our brother Jerome. Thank you for connecting this morning. I really appreciate it. Amen. Reverend Roy, thank you. It's always an honor to have you connect with us. And my dear sister, Sister Jane, thank you so much once again. And every other person that is connecting and watching this morning, we want to thank God for his grace, for his love, for his mercy, for his goodness. Ah, I'm just so excited in my spirit. The word of the Lord is alive and is changing every structure of our spiritual perception. We're coming to a new day of elevated vision. We're coming to a new system of spiritual you know, consciousness that is a voice that is coming upon us that is disrupting amen, our, our you know, state, the state that we have remained for so long and too long. They said you dwell too long on this, on this plain, on this mountain. Tell the people to break camp. He said, tell the people to wash three days. They must move. They must advance. And we, we are in that day. We are in this season. Amen. And I'm, just, I'm not just talking about stepping into 2020. Amen. We live beyond the calendar season. We're stepping into a day in the Lord where we're able, amen, to push and advance the purposes of God, amen, to the next frontier. This is the joy that we have, amen, that we have been chosen, that we've been called, amen, that the Father has found in us, amen, a sense of readiness and worthiness, amen, to represent his intention in this brand new day. This is the ecclesia of God emerging. Hallelujah. As the Lord continued to judge the house of, of Saul, amen, even though we still see Saul 14 years on the throne, God has continued to judge that system. 
But God, amen, is still awakening and building within the structure of a Davidic order, amen. A life that will reflect purity of character, purity of value system. Amen. That is what David represents and that is what is emerging right now. We're seeing this order, amen, taking place in the church, amen. As we continue to see the judgment of God upon the house of Saul, God is restoring the tabernacle of David. And everything that tabernacle represents to reflect, amen, without distortion, the image of Christ. That is what, amen, we, we must represent, amen. Everything that the tabernacle of David represents, we must reflect, one of the things the Lord has continued to minister and reveal to us is that we've got to have the mind of Christ. All right? The mind of Christ is a divine consciousness. The mind of Christ. When you talk about the state, the environment of the mind, you're talking about you know, how, we, how, we, how we view things, how we, how we, excuse me, how we see, amen? how we interact with people, relationship, uh, you know, how, how we understand things, intelligence. You're talking about, amen, our ability, amen, to, 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 to interpret things accurately. Our ability to look at people, amen, and relate with them, amen, with purity of heart, purity of mind, purity of intention. That's what the mind of Christ offered to us. You see, we cannot talk about spirituality without, amen, a new sense of understanding the restoration of understanding the restoration of our soul. You can't talk about the mind of Christ without, amen, the position of the restoration of the soul. The mind of Christ remains and, amen, abides within the realm of our soul. This is the day of the restoration of the soul of the church. The soul must be saved. It's in, the, it's in the salvation of the soul that the spirit can begin to do certain things. That the spirit, you know, I got a computer recently. Thank God for the grace, you know, to be able to get this computer. One of the, one of the best computer, you know, you know, in the market. But I was able to get it on, you know, on a fairly used, you know, uh, uh, terms. And this is this is beautiful. But this machine, you know, this machine, <laughs> this machine, all right, uses 180 80, 80 watts, you know, uh, power. The power is as big as this. This machine that I'm using now, the you know, but the power that that you know that came with it, that you know that they sold it with me, that they sold it for me, could not really allow this machine to you know to function in its full capacity. The machine works; it's working, but certain things like you want to play games. In fact, it's a game machine. It's a high gain machine. You know, certain certain you know function in the machine will not work because the machine does not have the right capacity, the right power. And, you know, when I was looking at this thing and, and I was picturing the church, I mean, this, this machine has got everything that you can think of in terms of, I mean, you know, operation. But guess what? This machine would just not produce, would not perform because the, the power that is supplying that, you know, that, that, you know, the power that is that, you know, that, that, that is supplying, you know, the machine is not enough. You understand? And guess what? If I tell you the amount that I bought, you know, the, the you know, the what you call, you know, the, the power connection, you know, it's it's amazing. That is almost like you're buying a new laptop. You understand? But but that's just to tell you the kind of power that is packed within this machine. That for the machine to be able to, you know, carry out function within its full capacity, certain energy, certain value elements, you know, of energy must be released. And to me, that is just a picture of the church. The church does not even understand what the Lord has packed in her. 
No wonder we are functioning below standard. No wonder we fall for any idea. We fall for any, any, any value. We fall for anything because we have not come to realize and understand who we are. And until we begin to track and press into the spirit and begin to check the wattage we are operating from. And begin to say, wait a minute, this machine is good. There's nothing wrong with the ecclesia. Listen to this. One ecclesia in the society can take the whole system. One church that is functioning in its full understanding, that is functioning in its full, clear, you know, spiritual, you know, uh, uh, value system. How many were they in the beginning? Jesus chose 12. 12 people transformed the entire world system. Look at one man, Paul. <laughs> I mean, he, he changed the entire Asia Minor. We've got churches all over the place. Some churches are 10,000 members. Some are 20,000 members. Yet we cannot do anything. Come on. Something is wrong with our system. Something is wrong with how we view, how we operate, how we understand. You see, people just want to do church. We just want to do church. Just want to do church. As long as people are, are gathered and they, you know, we're making noise, we're clapping hands, you know, hallelujah, praise God, we're singing. And somebody comes and preach, amen, somebody looking so religious with his tie, you know, or with his bow tie, or with his chain, and comes, hallelujah, praise God. And we scream and shout and do all those gymnastics. Nothing happens. Not even the kings, not even the government can recognize and honor and actually say, wait a minute, what's going on? there we have not caught the attention every time we cut we catch the attention of the government is always for it's always for bad it's always for corruption it's time we change the order and then i got this power this power pack just connected to the machine my good god it's like it's like you give the machine just came to life everything i'm low god and still i'm underutilizing it i'm still underutilizing the machine this machine, if you're going to buy the new one, costs 48000 Friends, we, we need to wake up and begin to realize that sometimes God will use natural things to speak to us. You see, God always uses natural things to wake us up so we can connect and connect to spiritual things. Yes, first the natural. If you want to understand, sometimes you want to understand spiritual things, you need to look at things in the natural. Because within the structure of natural things, amen, there are spiritual symbolism. If you look at system, if you understand system in the natural, you will understand system in the spirit. People who understand system in the natural find it easy to submit to spiritual authority and find it easy to connect. Have you noticed that once two, three people in the church start connecting, once you have 10, 5, 15 people start connecting, get ready for war. <laughs> get ready for battle. Get ready for, uh, she didn't talk to me. She didn't greet me. I didn't like the way she looked at me. Because we are too carnal. We are too fleshy. We can't walk together. <laughs> we can't walk together. That's why certain power, certain grace within the structure of the ecclesia. We have not even come to the day of ecclesia. We are still building church. We have not come to building the ecclesia. The ecclesia is one. Do you know that? That the church in Tanzania will connect to the church in South Africa. That the church in South Africa will connect to the church in Ghana. That the church in Ghana will connect to the church in Ivory Coast. That the church in Ivory Coast is connecting to the church in, in, in Paris. That the church in Paris is connecting, hallelujah, to the church in China. That the church in China is connecting to the church in America. Listen, that the world system cannot infiltrate the ecclesia. We're building church. Not, not the ecclesia yet. Jesus said, I will build my church. You do not have the power to build church. The best you can build of church, amen, is the church of Caesar. 
the church you can build, amen, is 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 the best of what you can build is the, is the idea of what you what you thought, amen. God told you. Don't you understand that God never gives us a complete vision? No matter how you think your vision is complete, it's never complete. Somebody else must complete that vision. God always speaks to us in parts. <laughs> the Father always speaks to us in parts. But when you finish your own patch, you realize somebody else finishing his path. When you merge these two paths together, they become, hallelujah, a working system in the earth. That's why no matter how perfected, amen, a man of God, a gift, a, you know, a ministry is, listen to this, you have not perfected that which God has given to you until you learn how to sync yourself, until you learn how to connect with other people, hallelujah, seamlessly. It's a seamless church. That's why the definition of a church is not a local gathering. It's the government of God in the city. <laughs> Speak to me, Lord. The definition of a church is not a local assembly. We can have fellowship all around. But if you want to talk about the ecclesia, if you want to talk about the church of God, you're talking about the administrative system of God in the earth. You're talking about, hallelujah, the governmental order of God amen, in a community in the city. Church speaks to city. Church speaks to amen. Shifting things that influences people within within realms, within community, hallelujah, within homes, family. Church always address system and institution. Oh, come on, Lord. This is not what I intend to speak, Father. Speak to me, Lord. Church speaks to system. Your marriage is not working. In your, in your pastoring. What are you pastoring? Because what, 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 what resource, what you proclaim and declare within the gathering of the saints begins, hallelujah, as a system of marriage. That's why marriage must go before, hallelujah, the chosen of a person. The Bible says, he who cannot keep his home is not fit to rule in the house of God, to, to lead in the house of God. You know, all these all this, all this issues we're having in the church, divisions, diversions in the church, <laughs> you know, this speaks into the structure of, you know, of, of a divided kingdom. A kingdom divided cannot stand. We have to begin to speak into this thing and wake up into the reality of what the Spirit of God, amen, will have us come into lest we enter to 2020 and we continue to do hocus pocus, mysterious nonsense. We continue to do our own thing. We continue to fight. We continue to, you know, engage in falsehood. We continue to bite, bite ourselves. Uh -uh. Because you think gift is what builds the church. Ah, uh -uh. you've missed it. It's not the gift that builds the church. It's Christ that builds the church. The gift must function within a structure that has submitted, that has surrendered, that has aligned to the divine order, to the divine government of God. You cannot build an effective church without the system of the kingdom in operation. Have you noticed that the church will cease, but the kingdom will continue? Friends, church has a timeline. The kingdom is timeless. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Almighty, speak to me. Church has a timeline, but the kingdom of God is timeless. So quit that stupid thing we're doing. It's time to build the kingdom of God. You see, when you're building the kingdom within the framework of what you define to a church, you don't mind to leave that church and go start something and go start a work somewhere else because you know it's not yours. <laughs> it's not yours. It's not yours. 
You, it's not, you, do, you leave it, you move. Hallelujah. You, move, you migrate to the next order of God. Because in the things of God, heaven plays us like a chess. They shift us here and there. Yes, it's called the will of God. When the will of God, we have, when we have not come into the conscious reality of the will of God, the kingdom of God cannot find expression through our life. <laughs> when we have not understand what the kingdom of God is, the will of God will elude us. We'll be living, amen, in a day of falsehood. We'll be living in the day of sweat. You see, if, 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 if I was under the old covenant, all this one I'm preaching and I'm sweating is death. The priest must not sweat. You know what that means? You dare not bring your strength. You dare not bring, amen, your wisdom. The wisdom of this world, you dare not bring it before the altar of God. That is tantamount to judgment. That's under the old covenant. How much more in the new covenant? Our sweat today represents our own effort, our own ability. You perspire, you die. It's not by might. It's not by power, but by my. When he, you see, when, when it's done by the Spirit, it's effortless. Because the effort of the Spirit, amen, is, 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 is defined by how we obey, how we submit. You see, effort in the Spirit is, is, you know, is related to obedience. The more you obey God, the more energy is given to you to walk the things of the Spirit. Submit to God, resist the devil. Submit to God, resist the devil. It will flee from you, not the other way around. You keep, you keep resisting, you're resisting the devil. You're resisting the devil, but you have never submitted to God. Amen. You don't submit to order. You don't submit to structure. You don't submit to government. You don't submit, amen, to the, to the formation, amen, of what is called the ecclesia. And you want to, you want to resist the devil. The, the devil himself will be laughing and say, go ahead, make my day. <laughs> because he will not listen. Hallelujah. Guys, you're welcome this morning once again. Don't mind me. I'm just flowing by the leading of the Spirit. We're going somewhere. We're, lead, we're, we're heading somewhere. The Father is taking us somewhere. We're on a journey. And we'll continue to journey until every dimension of our flesh, of ourself, dies in the wilderness. A new order of people must emerge. When we get to the borderline of the promised land, every eye, every sense of me, myself, must die. Or else, listen to this, you will not be able to engage the Canaanites, the Jebusites. I hope you understand I hope you understand, amen, that the promised land is not, it's not some utopia. Oh, come on. Oh, speak to me, Lord. The promised land is not some utopia. No, when you get to the borderline, amen, of the promised land, amen, the, 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 the tactics of engagement, the rules of engagement changes. But guess what? That's not the time to be prepared. You've got to be ready before you step in. Because once you step in, amen, vision must change. Capacity, understanding must change. Amen. Upgra up 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 upgrading of, of, of wisdom, of grace, of capacity, of strength has to change. Because once you enter that promised land, you have to get rid of the foreigners. Of the foreign gods, of the foreign powers, of the foreign you know, ideologies that are in the land. Because God gives you a land that is occupied by demonic, you know, forces. And you must clear them out. Have you noticed that the children of Israel, they could not get rid of some of the, some of the foreign spirits, some of the powers in, their, in the land that was alluded to them. Yes. 
some 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 they, some of them have to they, they have to make treaties with some of them. We live on that side. We live on this side. That's a that's a picture of the church we have today. S Satan stay on your own side of the land. I'll stay on my own side. Uh, no, no. There's no territory given to to the devil and his courts. We have to get rid of all the heights in the land. But to do that, make sure that you have aligned, amen, to the divine constitutions and instructions of God. Make sure that you have come into, into total obedience. All right? Because in that day, David must engage with the Goliaths. And he has the technology because the technology comes from God to deal with Goliath. Or else, the look of Goliath itself will make you run. It's not by might. All this thing we're talking about is dealing with how to engage and live life successfully in the days of the end, friends. We're not running away. You're not running somewhere else looking for another South Africa. No, this is the South Africa God gave to you. Amen. And wherever you're watching from, my brother watching from Tanzania, God gave you that place. God gave you, amen, Kenya. God gave us Ghana, wherever, Nigeria, wherever we're watching from, amen, wherever we've been listening from. It could be America, it could be Europe, it could be wherever, amen, God gave you. You must take your place, take your occupation. Occupy till I come. That's what the scripture says. You continue to proclaim and declare. Until there is a shift, until the rain comes, until, hallelujah, guards are exchanged at the gates, until the walls are built. Hallelujah. We've got to understand what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. And you see, the devil is trying to play with me here. <laughs> the light must shine. Are you getting this, friends? We, we're coming into a dimension of a life that cannot be stopped. We are unstoppable. We are unstoppable. This is a prophetic word to somebody. This is, this is not the line of thought, all right, that I, I, I was coming with this morning. But it's fine. It's fine by me. I am used to this. We are unstoppable. You're unstoppable. You've got to raise your head high above, amen, the limitation, the, 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 the fear and the doubt, amen, and, and the state of things in the natural realm. Begin to call for those things that be not as though they were. I feel the Spirit of the Lord is saying, speaking to somebody. Begin to change the, the environment, all right, by the influence of the Spirit and the anointing of God in your life. Begin to speak life. Yes, the change has begun. But so much needs to be done. But continue to speak from that bowels. Don't let what you see define, hallelujah, what you say. But let what you say, amen, begin to change, amen, what you want to see manifest in the natural realm. That is the principle of God. For we serve a God who calls the things that be not as though they were. But that is not just some, you know, activities of, you know, charismatic faith. No, that is a position of governmental authority. That is a position of one who operates in dominion. A dominion source in complete obedience to the very life and nature of Christ. Amen. That while amen, you, you, you are still speaking, heaven respond. And if you don't see the respond, you continue to speak that you don't stop. Hallelujah. Because you've got to marry the technology of Elisha with that of Daniel. You've got to understand these op two operations. See, when you're interpreting scripture, you've got to make sure you have amen, all the principle in view, all the values in view, so that you don't start to speak. 
Amen. And and you're not seeing anything and you think, well, maybe God is not answering me. Then you've got to consider Daniel. Amen. Because the operations of Daniel is different from the operations of Elijah. It's the same spirit. It's the same God. Amen. But two different methods because the timeline differs. Because, amen, the the operational principality differs. So you've got to understand that, hey, that, you know, Elijah on Mount Carmel was dealing with something, amen, that, that God at that moment in time had to prove himself. And, and, and Elijah had prepared himself and aligned himself, had built according to, amen, the pattern shown him. He's done everything that the Lord has asked him to do. Amen. Yes. But, but in the days of Daniel, he was dealing with something a bit different. Even though it looks the same, but he was dealing with God, amen, awakening his promise within the land of captivity. You see, in the days of Elijah, amen, the land belongs to them. An invader by the name Jezebel and Ahab, hallelujah, was allowed. But in the days, in the case of Daniel, hallelujah, they were in Babylon. So the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere, you know, differs. So, so the coming and the movement and the things of God, amen, the shiftings of God, amen, in the land of, of Babylon, imparting Jerusalem is one that's going to take a bit of time. In fact, 70 years, this thing has been in the making. 70 years. Karabasiamda. There are certain powers that we want to deal with that have been in charge, that have been in control of our nation, of our city, of our society, amen, for donkeys of years. 70 years. You look at South Africa since since 1994, and things like they still look the, the way they are. It's like, in fact, they're going from bad to worse in certain certain sphere. But hey, listen to this. We don't look at that. We look at amen the shift in the weather. We look at what the spirit of God at prophesy and declare. We look at that which is about amen to manifest amen to 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 to, to develop amen motivation. We don't let what we see in the natural realm impact and affect amen. Are we engaged? The rules of engagement at every season must change. We've got to understand what the spirit of God is requiring and demanding of us, and we align with that. You see, I've positioned myself on the wall of this nation, amen, and my continent, vis-a-vis the entire world. I've positioned myself on the wall, and where there are no walls, guess what? We have to build one. <laughs> where there are no walls, we have to build one, because building walls means that we are, we are, we are, we, we are able to place ourselves on, an adv- on a position of advantage to see what is coming. Because listen to this, walls are not just there for protection. Walls are also there to give us enhanced prophetic sight. Or else, or else, or else the man of God, the prophet Habakkuk, amen, will be in the valley and allow what is happening in the valley to define, to determine, and to weaken his prophetic vision. That's why he was complaining in chapter 1. But in chapter 2, amen, when he relocated himself at the wall, (laughs) he said, then I will see to know how to answer this issue. Then they said to him, the vision is for an appointed time. Even though the vision may seem to be tired, wait for it. It will not fail. Don't, don't, don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't throw in the tower. Don't, don't allow the enemy to destroy your home, your family, your marriage. Because you're not seeing things, amen, that, 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 that reflects, amen, the, 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 the order, the structure of God in your home. Continue to, sh- to speak. What you speak will begin to shift things. Will begin to cause the cloud to gather. He said, the, 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 he said, I went, but I see nothing. He said, go again. 
say, go again. He says, sir, but there is nothing happening. He said, go again. You've got to understand that we are called to what? Watch and pray. Your position of watching is as important, amen, as your position of prayer. Your position of prayer, amen, is as relevant as your position of seeing what the Spirit of God, hallelujah, is showing you. So continue to watch. So I haven't done all to stand. Stand therefore. Make up your mind to stand. You're not just standing for your home or for your family or your children. You're standing for posterity. You're standing for a generation. You're standing to advance the counsel and the purposes of God. This is how we pray. This is the company of men that heaven is birthing in this new day. People who see beyond their immediate world. People who see posterity. People who see the, 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 the birthing of a new generation. People who understand that God is trans, you know, transcendence and God is transgenerational. Hallelujah. In his engagement that when God speaks to you, that that word has the capacity to reach to the fourth and to the third and to the fourth generation that your word does not die with you uh -uh. that the seed does not die with you that the prophetic hallelujah impartation does not rest and die with you no that you pass it on you pass it on you fulfill you serve your generation and birth a new order amen of people in the earth that was david he served his generation and he wanted to reach into the next they said no leave that for the next generation that was david i love the man wow because he's got a heart see when once your heart begins to align with the heart of god god said i found in david a man whose heart is after me when you when you connect that amen to having the mind of christ you're walking in the spirit amen of what i call elevated consciousness elevated consciousness because listen to this until we become conscious let's go to the message thank you spirit of god now we have a release let's go to the message until we begin to practice amen a sense of spiritual consciousness regarding the things of god remember the bible talk about certain thing called things of god there are things of god the bible says the kind of man the kind of mind cannot understand the things of god there are things called things of god things are supposed to be visible they are supposed to be tangible but the things of god are not tangible but they are things but you need amen spiritual eyes you need spiritual faculty amen to be able to connect to be able to touch to be able to understand the things of god lest the giftings and the operations of the giftings of god amen become just you know sensual and carnal the Bible says the kind of man cannot understand the things, the things, 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 things. When you define things, you, you can touch it, you can feel it, you can see it. Sometimes you can taste it. <laughs> the Bible says taste and see and know that the Lord is good. All right? Our, our, our spirituality, amen, must be practiced. In fact, let me, let me just read from my note. Our spirituality, our spirituality is practiced and enhanced in the realm of spiritual consciousness. Listen to this. Our spirituality is practiced and enhanced in the realm of spiritual consciousness. To the degree we become conscious of the things of the spirit is to the degree we are informed about the things of the spirit is to the level, amen, we are transformed, amen, is to the degree we are reformed and we are restored in the things of the spirit. Alright? So we, so we live in a day where heaven is saying, I need you to prep, to, you know, to prep up, to develop, to grow further in the things of the spirit. All right? In the days where you know, the enemy is bombarding us with sensual things, things that 
relate to the mind, things that relate to, you know, what we can touch, what we can see, what we can feel, things that relate to, you know, how, how, how we respond when we watch things, when we hear certain sound, music, what, whatever it is, all right? It, this is the day where we are seeing an awakening of sensuality. No wonder people are becoming prone to, you know, sexuality, sensuality and sexuality. Sexuality, amen. Listen, there's nothing wrong with sex, all right? But when the enemy perverts, amen, the, 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 the institution, the purpose of sex, amen, we become sensual. It means, listen to this, it means we become spiritually dead. We become spiritually dead. We become more alive, amen, in our sensory, sensory faculty. We become more awakened, all right? The more we become awakened. Have you noticed how children today have been awakened, all right, in their senses? That when you begin to talk about spiritual things, they don't understand, but they can relate, amen, to, sens to sensual things. Because many of the things that they are surrounded with, amen, today is info, info education, all right? It's, 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 it's media, all right? The more we can, have you noticed that the world is, is moving to us, you know, audiovisual, you know, the world of, the world of you know, uh, 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 um, what they call it now? You know, this, this intelligence where it's all about what you can touch, you know, what you can feel, what you can see, all right? The, the, the things that we are watching today are becoming more real to us, all right? In the day where all right, uh, uh, you talk about, you know, you know your travel, in a day where you can, you can appear, you know, you can literally appear in certain places because the, the technology is there and people can be talking to you while you're, you, you, know, you're, you know, you are watching them, they are watching you. The only difference is they cannot, they cannot touch you but his real is there all right it's there and you can move around all this thing that we, we used to watch back in those days you know in star wall these things have become real the technology is there you understand microsoft i, I, I mean I, they, they've already produced that technology some other companies are producing this technology so so if you want to if you want to live your life in a, in a sensual realm guess what welcome to the 21st century you have a lot of that and guess what what is in the sensual realm it's not real because listen to this. God does not live in the sensual realm. Even though he created the sensual realm, the sensual realm was designed to enhance our spirituality. Not the other way around. So, so if you're building your spirituality on your sensory faculty, you will live in the realm of the first man. Because that was how the first man fell. The Bible says that Satan came to them and said, did God actually say? In fact, I've got that scripture open somewhere. This is the battle of the last day. How we win this battle, we define how we are going to, how we are going to advance, amen, in the things of the spirit. Listen to this. Spirituality once again will govern the earth. But that does not mean that we become spooky. It means that the values that defines our operation. Help me, Lord. It means that the values that defines how we relate, how we see things, how we connect. Because this is the structure Jesus showed us. I mean, Jesus will look at people who say, why do you doubt? Why do you say this thing in your heart? You understand? Jesus could see into their faith. You could see their fear. You could see their unbelief. All right? Why they are portraying something else? He said, why do you doubt? Why are you doubting? He could see into their doubt. He saw into their sensuality. He saw into their fear. He saw into their weakness. You understand? He, he knew that there was going to be storm. The Bible says he went to sleep. <laughs> and they said to him, they said, Master, carry not that that we perish. He prayed. He said, you guys of, of, of little faith. He said, how long am I going to be with you? All he did was to speak to the, you know, to the wind. Be calm. Be still. That was it. 
You see, when we begin to understand our place in the realm of the spirit and we begin to allow ourselves, amen, to, 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 to flow in that spiritual structure and nature of who we are spiritually oh lord jesus help me here we will we will transform the earth we will transform the earth this is what creation hallelujah is groaning and waiting for when we talk about the manifestation of the sons of god like i always say sons are those who are given authority who who carry authority to represent sons are, are those hallelujah who have amen capacity within the administrative structure within the within the governmental the governing order of the kingdom to represent hallelujah the activities of god in the earth sons are those who are given one sole purpose to restore order back to earth but you see we can't function in the spirit of sonship if we have not come to a day of submitting to the nature to the character of our core our first core which is to be the bride of christ because it's in our position of bride, hallelujah, that authority is released to us that to become sons this day. Amen. He said, This day you have become. Yes, it's a process. You may be born into the kingdom, but guess what? You have not grown, you have not matured. It's called Acts chapter 4. Amen. Yes, though he's a son, amen. But he still needs, amen, to, to surrender to the tutors, amen, to the to the teaching ministry, the kingdom ministry, the kingdom teaching, hallelujah, that will cause you to grow up to mature. Wisdom must build a house. But all that process, amen, is something you have to imbibe. You have to be conscious of. You see, as I'm teaching you right now there's a there's an impartation uh, there's an impartation of the kingdom life into your spirit man and and that will create some war because certain things your spirit is gonna your soul is gonna reject it but some of the time you're gonna accept them why because it's part of the the process you must go through but as you imbibe those things guess what you start growing you start developing you start coming into a new day of formation it is the formation hallelujah that brings transformation when there is no inner formation that it, it cannot be outer earlier transformation many people want to see transformation while they are not being informed to the point of being reformed reformation is within the structure transformation is what people see on the outside huh? listen to this before we experience transformation that's why the church earlier must go back to reformation when we are reformed then we are ready amen to be trans transform we are ready to be transformed and the transformation earlier is a picture of representation but all this we must understand in the light of the order and structures of the kingdom amen all this must be taught we must be taught we must understand this process because if we don't do this if we don't know if we don't know this listen we can be caught in the scripture but if we are not conscious of what God is doing in our life. We're not conscious of the journeys. We're not conscious, amen, of the pathways. We're not conscious, amen, of the highways and the byways, of the narrow path. If we're not conscious of the highways, amen, and lowways in our life, if we're not conscious that, first of all, our heart, amen, is, is the highway that John, amen, the prophetic ministry of John is called to build. He said, I'm the voice of one, you know, sent to prepare the way to make it straight, is to make his path straight. That is not something that takes place first in the outer outer life of men. No, it's something that must take place first within you. Amen. The way, the, the, the path, the highways, the mountains, the low ways are all within me. When that is fulfilled, 
then that is going to become a reality in the position of transformation. Then the world will see. This is what Jesus went through. All right, this is what Jesus went through that we didn't see, you know, for the for the next 18 years of his life. He, he was silenced. That position of silence is a walk with him. <laughs> that position of silence, amen, is a walk with him. Many of us are too in a hurry because we want to display something, we want to show something, we want people to see it, we want people to affirm it, we want people to love it. They will shut you into a place, they will take you to a place and lock you there and forget the key until you embrace your day of inner reform, of mental reform. The Bible says of, 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 of Paul, amen, he was, in the, he was in the wilderness of Arabia for 14 years. Something was happening. Something was happening. You know, and you hear all kinds of theology. Some people say, well, he went to India. He went to, some people say Jesus went to India to get, go get power. I mean, all kinds of crazy things people are saying out there. But they don't understand. It's the principle of God. That if God is going to first use a man, he will plunge you into a day, into a season, amen, of, of oblivion. They will leave you in a place where, amen, you'll be looking for yourself. <laughs> who am I? They'll be asking you, who are you? Say, I don't even know who I am again. Yes. Until you get lost, until you get lost, you cannot be found. Until you sleep, you cannot be awakened. Until they plunge you into blindness, you can't have sight. Friends, are you getting this? Thank you, Father. These are days we are required to have elevated consciousness so that we can develop in the realm of spiritual awareness. You know, spiritual things can be happening. In fact, like I said, the world we live in is a spiritual world, but very few of us are aware because we are so, we are so sensual that we always relate, you know, carnal, carnality and sensuality to things. Rather than look at things spiritually. Alright? We always, we always try to look at things. I mean, look at how sensual we become. I mean, a man sees a beautiful, a beautiful woman. You see a beautiful woman. Rather than appreciate the beauty that you see, you start lusting after the woman. Oh, see how beautiful this woman is. The first thing that comes to mind amen, is how to sleep with a woman. And it could be vice versa. It could be the woman also looking at a very wonderful handsome man wow this is a man you know and because you already have an image that is perverted that is corrupt in your mind what you see amen begin to stir up all kinds of emotion all kinds of lustful spirit and therefore you never get to see what god is trying to show you through the display of his glory so you become carnal and you remain carnal and that is just one aspect the same in every aspect of life what you're supposed to see and admire and give glory to God. No, you begin to lust after it. You want that thing because you think the more you have. You see, because that is the nature of the fallen man. All right. We, 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 we live life by conquering. We live life, amen, by taking. We live life by determining, amen, how much we have, how much we have done. Yes, if you take one wife, you want another wife. Because having more wife, amen, in, 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 in the world of death, amen, defines strength, defines wealth. You see, the more wives you have, the more, the more people honor you and respect you. It's the same spirit. It's still in operation today. Today might not be how many wives. Today can be the numbers of cars, the number of houses you've built. Come on, talk to me, friends. 
These are things, amen, that have deadened our sense. Because, you see, when you look at things and look at people from a true pure position of spirituality, guess what? You will see the purity of God in that thing and through that thing. I'm talking about elevated consciousness. Elevated consciousness. You can look at things and see evil. And you can look at the same thing and see the glory of God. See, listen to this. Listen to this. I was having uh, about two days ago, the Lord was speaking to me while I was thinking about this message. And I was thinking about what is in the fruit that Eve saw. Because the Bible said when she saw the fruit... I thought I opened that scripture. Can I see? I'm not sure if I did. But you know the scripture in Genesis. The Bible says, you know, when she saw the fruit, she said, this is a fruit to make one wise. Listen to this. It's, not, it's never about the fruit. It, and it's never, in fact, it was never about the tree. It was about the government of God, amen, that was, that was flaunted, that was rejected because God made a statement. Don't go near the tree that he termed, amen, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Bible says there were, and there were two trees in the garden, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't go near it. The issue was the fact that Eve disobeyed. It's never about the tree and it will never be about the fruit. People have come over all kinds of, it's a gova, well, it's a, it's a mango, you know, it's an apple. It's never about the fruit. It's about flaunting. It's about rejecting. It's about disobeying. It's about the government of God. That was what happened in the garden. Amen. It's about the rejection of, amen, the administrative spirit, the government of God. And this is the problem. That is why our homes are still falling apart. Because, amen, we are refusing the order. We are rejecting the government of God in our life, in our homes, in our ministry, churches. No, we said this is how things must go. Somebody decided to say, no, 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 it's not going to work that way. Have it the way you want it, but you'll never have peace. The things of God must be understood from the position of order. You see, where there is no order, there can be government, but order defines the structure of spiritual administration. Just as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. They say, they say, you know, one should prophesy. Amen. Two should judge. Where do, we, where do you see that happen in many of our churches? When the prophet comes and starts giving prophecy. Oh, and don't you see excitement? Who says, okay, thank you, sir, for giving that, prof that, 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 that prophecy. Now let's judge the prophecy. <laughs> Won't somebody stone you? Won't somebody say, how dare you? How dare you try to judge the Because we don't even understand what the, what the term judgment means. Because we think the term judgment means condemnation. No. Let's see if this thing aligns with the word of God. Nobody gives us a prophecy amen, without us checking if the spirit of that prophecy aligns with amen, biblical truth. You see, the, the truth, truth is constant. Anything you hear proclaimed thus yet the Lord must fall under the ambience of the framework of truth. Amen. And truth has order. Truth has structure. Truth has government. Truth has administration. If these things are not in place, forget it. Adam allowed himself to be seduced by the word that contradicts the command, the rules of God. 
These are things we have to learn not to do in our day. You see, when it comes to the things of God, you don't bring sense there. You don't bring sentiment there. You don't bring it there. Because if you allow that to begin to, you know, overrule and define how you are going to respond, guess what? You are going to fall prey, amen, to the likes of the enemy. The enemy, listen to this, the enemy likes the power of the soul. And he used it. But as we begin to understand what the Spirit of God amen, is saying in this brand new day, we have to believe God for the redemption amen, of, of our soul life, of our soul faculty. Because those are the most important aspects amen, of our decisions in life. Most of the decisions we make in life amen, are defined from the structure amen, of our soul realm, of our soul faculty. How we see, amen, how we taste, amen, our preference, the things we like, amen, you know, the person we marry. All of these things. Many of us, we make decisions from the soul realm because that is the realm of our personality. But our personality, amen, does not really define our image. Amen. Our image is sourced from God. We are made amen, in the image of God. So the image of God should be what? Should be regulating our soul structure, our motivation, our desire. That image. And listen to this. That image carries a divine, you know, objective. Every image that God has given to us, amen, listen to this, carries a divine objective. There's something the Father wants to do wants to carry out with, the, with, with his image in our life. That's why it's prophetic. That's why, you know, when I teach prophetic, I always talk about that concept. We've been born in the prophetic because God himself, amen, is, 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 is prophetic. What does that mean? He's seen the end from the beginning. He, there's, a, there's a way, there's a pattern of existence, value system, amen, that defines, amen, his, 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 you know, his, his life, his nature as God. That is prophetic. Once we understand that and submit and surrender to that, we begin to grow, amen, in the spiritual structure. The Bible says, amen, that, you know, that the testimony of, of Jesus, amen, is the spirit, is the spirit of prophecy. <laughs> so what is Christ testifying? Christ is testifying of the glory of the Father. Thank you, Father. So, if looked at the, at, at, the, at the tree, excuse me, at the fruit, she coveted it. Covetousness, amen, is a product of the soul life. Covetousness comes because something says to you, you can be better. You can have something, you know, you, 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 can, be ad, you can be ahead. You know, you can, you can improve if you eat this, if you have this thing. You can be ahead. But listen to this. There was no room for competition in the garden. So what we begin to see amen, is the spirit of rebellion. Only in the spirit of rebellion that we do things without really having a definite objective than just to rebel. You get the point? Many of the things that people do in the idea of rebellion, they do it because they just want to do it. 
That's called rebellion. You challenge, you, you challenge authority. You, 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 you challenge authority to the, to the point of subordination. That's the spirit of rebellion. But let's go further. Thank you, Father. Right, I'm not going to go to some of the things that we talked about yesterday, even though I would have loved to mention one or two things there. All right, but let's just let's continue because I need to conclude on this. On this, let's look at some scripture. I think I should do that. Let's look at some scripture quickly. Now, in First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, verse uh, 49 and 50, particularly verse 50 says, "Now I declare to you." This is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. He said, "Now I declare to you." Amen. Brothers, the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Is it not thus perishable inherit imperishable? Now, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. This is a powerful concept here. We talk about elevated consciousness. All right. Paul is saying the kingdom of God, amen, it's not, it's not materialistic. It's not material. It's not, it's not in the realm of your, of your, you know, what you can touch, what you can feel, you know. It says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, the life and the nature of the kingdom of God is spiritual. Remember, spiritual things, you can't touch it. You can't, you can't, you know, when I mean you can't touch it, you can't touch it to the point that you feel it with your sensory. Because whatever you touch, I mean, you have to, you have to, you have to have some impulse working in your brain, amen, for you to be able to say, okay, this is how this thing feels, all right? And then you are able to relate with that thing. So Paul is saying here that if you're going to live in that realm amen, of your sensory faculty in connecting with the things of the, of the spirit, you are going to miss it. He said because flesh and blood cannot, cannot, flesh and blood will not inherit the things of God. But guess what? Flesh and blood, which represent you, amen, is designed to be in the kingdom. But he says flesh and blood cannot inherit. In other words, you cannot comprehend. You cannot understand. You cannot come into the life and the power amen, of the kingdom by operating within the sensory faculty, within the humanistic falling system called flesh and blood. Flesh and blood basically means, amen, your five senses, your, 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 your you know, that aspect of you that reduces things to what you can touch, what you can feel, what you can see, what you can smell, amen, what you taste. You see, if you're going to live, amen, within, if you if you want to connect with the things of God and you live within this order of God, or within this order, you say you will, never, you will never be able to inherit the kingdom of God. So how then do you inherit the kingdom of God? Amen. By allowing the reforming, the transforming of your sensory faculty, because remember, we talked about something. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. That word mind represents, amen, a, a dimension of the life in Christ, amen, that all the sensory faculty have collapsed themselves under the authority of spiritual character or nature. In other words, your, your feelings, your emotion, your desire, amen, your, your taste board, all these dimensions and all those, you know, uh, 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 areas within our, you know, our DNA 
that speaks into the impulse of, of how things feel and how, and how we interpret what we feel. I've all come into the life. I've come into, if you will, the environment of, of spirituality, which is our original position of existence. Now, this, these are some of the things that some people are preaching and talking, but they don't understand because they are mixing this concept amen, with Eastern religion. And so people will say certain things that sound, wow, you know, the, the wisdom sound good. But guess what? It is just an idealistic message. When you take that message, words, and try to apply them to the things of the Spirit, it's not going to work. Why? Because, first of all, that thing is not going to fit into the value, the standard, amen, the structure, the order of, of Christ, of Christ Jesus. In fact, let's not just say Christ, of Christ Jesus. <clears throat> because we've got to understand that, you know, Jesus Christ mirrored for us a kind of a life, amen, that ought to carry the nature of Christ. So if we say Christ, anybody can interpret that to be anything. But when we say Jesus Christ, amen, we have a structure, we have an image, amen, reflected within, amen, the spiritual life of a personality called Jesus Christ, the son of Mary, amen, who reflected, who housed, amen, the, the, the man Christ that came from heaven. I hope I'm making sense because I really want to make, uh, you understand when I say I hope I'm making sense. I want you to understand what we're talking about or else listen to this. Many of many people, particularly in America is already happening. They are falling in, into the trap of the new age teaching. New age teaching has come into the body of Christ. And sometimes when I listen to some people, even some of us, sometimes when some people that are connected with us, I listen, I watch, I listen, I read some of the things that people are saying on Facebook. I see, amen, the sign of new age. In Listen to this. If you don't know something and you're preaching it because everybody's preaching it or you, are, you carry it and you start parroting it because everybody's saying it, guess what? You are eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you know what happened? When God comes to judge you, you will find yourself in the same spot, in the same place, amen, where Adam and Eve found themselves. Listen to this. There's a fine line between the message of the new age, amen, and what Christianity is preaching. What a life in Christ I ought to reflect. Because that thing sounds good. It sound, in fact, it sounds spiritual. Remember, everything about life is spiritual. Everything about life, the tree is spiritual. The water is spiritual. The mountains are spiritual. There is nothing that God created that there is no seal of spirituality in it. So people can take water. They can take mountain. They can take, you know, you know flower. And begin to talk spiritual things around those things. And you're like, wow. Wow. So if you want somebody to wow you, Amen. With a fine, in, you know, spiritual, intellectual message. Because you live in an environment where people are intellectually dull. Alright? And you are, you are hearing message that sounds spiritual, but also makes sense intellectually. But that, that message, if you put it on the scale of God's word, you realize something is not, <laughs> something is not right. you Throw it away. Because listen to me. Don't even begin to dumble, Amen. Into, into an arena that you have not been 
exposed to in terms of having a biblical foundation and framework, amen, to see what people are saying, to understand what people are saying, amen, and to be able to track where they're coming from. If you don't have that, you will be flawed. I know people back in those days growing up, I know people, you know, well, these are people that I used to respect and honor, highly spiritual. Before you know it, they went into Judaism. Some of them went into all kinds of, you know, teaching. They just fall by the wayside. And to the point, they, back, they backslid from Christianity. And I see that happening. It always happened, you know, in, in, at, at, at the peak of seasons. Now we are at the peak of a season. We are about to enter into a new season. Spiritually, I'm talking about spiritual things now. And we're seeing how the new age, hallelujah, is infiltrating so many areas within the, the Christian community. And that thing is just to cause us to throw away the true value. In fact, when you don't have the true value, if you don't have the true thing, how do you know the fake? <laughs> you understand? So people are throwing away that which is authentic in terms of spirituality and they're embracing all right, the new age Eastern religion mixed with Christianity. It's mixed. It's a mixture. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is two things mixed together. So what you see is the good aspect. You don't see the evil. No, they don't show you the evil. It's when you bite the fruit. I this thing, <laughs> sorry, you, you already bite it. You already bite it. That's a powerful principle. And we need to be careful. I think this is one of the reasons because I never even thought of this. It's just occurring to me now. This might just be one of the reasons why the Lord amen, began to emphasize this teaching into my heart. And we're releasing this. I mean, this is the fourth, you know, uh, 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 you know, teaching we've done on this. And I hope that we've been able to lay some powerful, even though I'm not done yet, but I hope we've been able to lay some beautiful structure. Because listen to this. We have to guard the church, the body of Christ, amen, from being deceived. There are all kinds of new age teaching. New, I hope you understand that new age teaching believe in Christ. The new age teaching believe in, in Christ. May not believe in Jesus Christ, but believe in Christ. They believe that Christ is 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 this anointing, is this element. They, they, you can call it whatever they want to. They call it whatever they want to call it. But they believe they will tell you, yes. Somebody said Christ has always been there. Of course, Christ has always been there, and they capitalize on that that Christ has always been amen, in the Old Testament, and they will tell you that Christ has done all kinds of things. He's done. I mean, I've heard people say all kinds of crazy things. I'm like, where do you get guys are sourcing this? Okay, I know where they're sourcing it from, from the tree. You see, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, all right, you can find that teaching, all right, in metaphysics. You can find it, amen, in Scientology. You can find it in Islam. You can find it in so many religions. You can find it in Buddhism. All right, I see many of our brothers today are preaching Buddhism. All right, people are preaching in Hinduism. All right, when you listen to some of the some of the wisdom of Buddha, when you listen to you know some of the some of the teaching of Confucius, my God, listen to this. That it will flaw you. That thing has got wisdom, but guess what? That is from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What sound right or look good and even feel right does not make it righteous. Righteousness and goodness are two different things. 
We've got to understand these things. Now, I, I'm sensing this is why God is talking about this thing, so that we can begin to caution ourselves. And to as many who are listening to me, I hope and I pray that they will sit down to really evaluate the heart. You see, it's easy to get into cultism. It's so easy to get into cultism as long as they preach half-truth and the rest truth is what they hide behind. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. No cult is, is established outside, you know, satanism. Many of the cults, many of the renowned cults, all right, always preach love, you know, goodness, intellectualism, you know, skill. Being good to people, being good to your community, give to people. They do all that because they know that is part of the nature of man. It's God placed that in us. So if they don't preach that, nobody's going to join them. But that's where they get us. That's why I love the scripture. You see, when you read scripture, you think scripture is contradicting itself. Because, the, you know, scripture says something here. And then, then the next point is the scripture is like saying something else. You know why? Because the scripture is not uniformity. The scripture is coherent but unique. Because the scripture deals with real people in real time. Amen. Issues in history. And these are things we've got to begin to teach ourselves and remind ourselves so we don't get carried away because we're looking for, you know, some mystery. We're looking for something, you know, you know, you know, deep. Talk about the deep things of God. There is something called the deep things of God, but the deep things of God begins and ends, amen, within the structure of the life and nature of God. If you understand the life and nature of God, and of course you know what I'm talking about when I talk about the life and nature of God. I'm talking about the life that Christ came to reflect because everything all right, that the Father wants to reveal to us within the structure of time, amen, he, he revealed through his Son. So if we begin to pursue the Christ life, the Christ nature, we begin to walk within, amen, the reflection of that which Christ taught us, manifest within the structure, amen, of, 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 of Jesus Christ. If we begin to walk in that, listen to this, we will continue to understand the deep things of God and we will not be out of order. We will not be out of order, all right? Because we can pursue spiritual things and begin to deviate, amen? And begin to deviate, amen? Outside divine framework to the point, amen, we begin to fall into another error. There are a lot of errors today in the body of Christ. So Jesus said, flesh and blood cannot inherit. That's the key word, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God can be an inherit. What do we inherit in the kingdom of God? The value system, the nature, the character, the principles, amen, that allow the kingdom of God. Remember, it is a kingdom, but it's, it belongs to God. So this kingdom mirrors the nature, the life, the character, the values of God, of Elion, of, of Elo, Elohim, or even Elohim. It mirrors that. It's not a kingdom reflecting something else. It's not a kingdom of just gifts. It's not a kingdom of just anointing. It's not a kingdom of just one aspect of scripture. It's not a kingdom of theology. It's a kingdom of God. 
It's all encompassing. Flesh and blood will not inherit it. So if you live your life in a sensual state, I mean, look at what somebody like Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey is preaching. I mean, she preaches nice things. But outside the ambience of the order, of the values. I mean, somebody who says there are different ways to get into God and people are following her. All right? That is something today that people are beginning to preach in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ. That, you know, they asked, uh, 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 was, was this, in fact, it was, it was Oprah Winfrey that asked John, John, uh, Joel Osteen, do you believe that there are other ways to God? You know, the, his head. He believed that the other way to, to, to God, not Jesus Christ alone, John Austin. Joel Austin, excuse me. John Austin was the father. <laughs> because I used to listen to the father. Powerful man of God. So we, 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 we need to begin to develop this sense of understanding. Flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. Just like perishable things. Perishable things means temporal things. If you want to judge the things of God by temporal things, material things, you know, elementary, elemental things, you're going to miss it. Perishable things will not inherit imperishable, lasting, eternal things. The kingdom of God is eternal. So it takes eternal principle to understand the ways, hallelujah, of the kingdom. Father, we honor your name. Now, Paul says something that I've been looking at. In fact, I wanted to talk about this scripture this morning. Maybe it's just the time to quickly look at it before, you know, my time runs out again. Let's look at this scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. It starts in verse 1. You know, he, he was building a case about his apostleship. You know, because we live in a day where people define, amen, their status of apostolic ministry or grace based on what they can present, based on what, amen, they can show, based on what they have bought. You understand? And so this, these guys were challenging Paul. Paul said, listen, guys, I'm not going to even go into all this because this is, this is the foundation. This is how, amen, we, 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 we define spiritual rankings and this is how we are validated, amen, in the things of the Spirit. Then in verse 12 of 2 Corinthians, excuse me, in chapter 12 of 2 Corinthians, Verse 1, he says, I will go on to boasting. Amen. He said, although there's nothing to gain in, in boasting. You know, sometimes you, you need to let the people know. Where, because sometimes people, when you say things, they look at it and say, what gave you the audacity and the authority to say, to say what you're saying? You see, it takes people, because we don't have that culture of the kingdom life where we recommend and speak of each other, all right? And say, that man, I know him. That man, amen, has got, amen, a spiritual track. That man is a veteran in the kingdom. You see, we don't have that today. Everybody's struggling to make a point, all right? Everybody's trying to show themselves. Everybody's trying to outdo themselves. In, in the scripture days, it wasn't like that. In the scripture day, when you're going somewhere, amen, the elders from this part, amen, from this you know, uh, uh, community or from this part of, of the city of the nation, amen, they, they, they send a letter ahead of you. 
So Isaiah is coming to South Africa. That is a man of God. This are amen, his footprint where he is coming from. He's done this, he's done that. God have used him here and there and there. You know, and this is not about just making noise. No, they establish your prophetic hallelujah approval before God and before the church. So that when you go there, you're not trying to impress anybody. You're not trying to say, oh, well, you know, I've done this, I've done that. You, you don't blow your own trumpet and you're not trying to impress nobody. You just come there and the church open up to you and you just continue to function and flow in the grace and in the giftings of God over your life because amen, you've been recommended by the ecclesia, by the body of Christ. You understand? We don't have that today. Now this is, this is, the, this is how you know, the church were built back then. So you can flow into any region based on the grace of God upon your life. This is an approved man of God. So Paul said, I, I will go on to boast. He said, even though there is nothing to gain, I will go on to visions and revelation from the Lord. <laughs> Paul said, you guys know how to boast. Okay, you want to boast about your apostleship. You want to boast about, you know, your position as an elder, as one, you know, known and, and powerful in the body of Christ. You want to boast about amen, your authority and leadership. Okay, let's go into visions and revelation. This is where Paul finished the guys. Because you see, we can use natural things to prove that we're better off. I mean, what do I have to show anybody in South Africa? All right, I don't have anything to. I can't say, oh, I've built that. I've done this. I've done that to prove to the people because they can't see that. Because that's what we do, all right? We invite people to our churches based on how many churches they've built, based on you know, um, you know, how many times they've traveled out, all right? How many times they've visited America? How many times they've gone to Europe? How many times, you know, they've been to some, you know, a meeting called by the government, all right? How many times they sit on, you know, they sit on that board, all right? They're part of this, you know, network, you know? They, they've got this, they've got that, they've got this Bible school, they've got this university, they, you know, those are what we look for those are the profiles of how we define a man an apostle in the land even though the man is abusing his people even though the man is sleeping around no but we don't see that as long as he's got you know some you know uh, uh, good followers as long as he's got money as long as he's got this big business all right that is accorded to him as long as amen, he's got this maybe he's trying to get a jet plane or he's bought one all right as long as he's got a limousine you understand as long as we have all these things that we add to you know our cap of accomplishment Ah, great man of God. That's how we value. But when a man of God comes to the land, or God is using the man of God and he's living in a hut somewhere, all right, we look at him as a failure. He has nothing to offer. He has nothing to show. But you've not listened to him. You've not tracked the voice of God in his life. That is how sensual. Amen. The church has become today. And that's why all right, the devil can package himself amen, in form of a prophet, in form of an apostle, and, and, and filter into our community and ravage our sisters amen, and destroy homes, destroy family, destroy marriages, come on, destroy lives and ministry and move to another place. And nobody says nothing. Because we don't even have government. 
We're talking about spiritual government. We don't have government. Paul said, are there, no, are there no elders among you to address these things? We don't have it because the church doesn't have structure. <laughs> the least structure we have, amen, is what the pastor says, is what the apostle says, amen, in his church. Your apostolic authority does not, does not go beyond the four walls of your big mansion. Unfortunately, that's no authority. An authority that is that is that is limited to the four walls, amen, of your of your ministry of your of your church. It's not an authority. Spiritual authority must influence the environment. Spiritual authority must influence. Hallelujah. Must govern the metron. That's spiritual authority. Even though we can grow in that, but that's that's for another day. Right, so Paul says, "Amen." I must, if I, if I must boast, Amen. I must boast, Amen, on vision and revelation from the Lord. Then in verse two, he says, "I know a man." I want you to note this word. I know a man in Christ. Ah, uh, Jesus, help me here. Paul said, "I know a man in Christ." That's a statement. You gotta you gotta track this. I know a man, not just a Christian, not just one following Christ. He said, I Paul said, I can track, I, I trace this man in Christ. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or outside the body, I don't know. Only God knows. I know that this man, whether in the body or out of the body, only God knows. I'm talking about elevated consciousness. Paul said, I was so elevated in my spiritual journey in the spirit that I was able to track a man. I mean, Paul, what are you talking about? How do you know a man in Christ? Are you saying this man is in Christ or this man is so full of Christ or this man, amen, are so grown in the Christ life, amen, that you saw him caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. And people have, I mean, if you, if you look at what theologians have said, some theologians say, well, Paul is talking about himself here. Some say, no, he's talking about another man. Whatever may be, amen, the, 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 the true definition of this man, the fact remains Paul was able to track a man. There's a man in Christ that he saw, that he knew. Amen. Who, who was caught up to the third heaven. He said 14 years ago. If you ask me, I think Paul was talking about himself here. I think he didn't want to just, you know, uh, uh, diverge his, his true identity so that people don't begin to say all kinds of things. You know, I, I, you know sometimes Paul just have a way of... <laughs> but, but this man, he said, was caught up to the third heaven. So Paul began to even explain to us that even in the things of God, there are, there are realms, there are hierarchies, the third heaven. So, so the first, so, and, and I've heard people say, okay, the first heaven is just the cloud. And the <laughs> if, if the Bible is talking about the cloud, yeah, the Bible will tell us about cloud. But I believe he's talking about, amen, spiritual, you know, hierarchy. That this because the Bible says, Satan said, he said, I will, I will rise above the stars of God. I will rise to the mountain of God. I mean, he was talking about that dimension where he was seated, amen, as the cherubim that cover. 
So whatever they get, what dimension are you talking about that you're going to rise above the stars of God? You're ready, amen, in the mountain of God. You're ready in the place, amen, where the Father dwells. Because the Bible says it was the cherubim that, that covered. It was the cherubim that covered. So what are you talking about? He's talking about realms and dimension, even in the Father. That's why, you know, when we began the, the, this, this uh, morning uh, um, interaction, I began to say that there are realms, there are dimensions in God that we can't even begin to quantify. The, you know, these dimensions, we can't quantify them because it's God. You see, God is timeless. God is ageless. Amen. You cannot, you, you, you cannot define the parameters of God. Is God. is in the world of his own. So what he reveals is what he wants us to know. What he shows us is what he wants us to interact with. His glory and new every day. But the beauty is, Paul knew this man. Interacted with this man. In fact, he began to say, the things that this man saw, can, we, we cannot begin to talk about them. He said, I can't share these things with you guys because you, you, can't, you can't bear them. You can't understand them. What are we talking about? We're talking about a dimension where we begin to elevate. We begin to rise up in the consciousness of our interaction with the things of God. And the framework of that, amen, is that we are built within the structure of not just Christ, but of Jesus Christ. All right? God must reflect his life and his nature through a man. And when this man begins to move outside the parameter of the structures established within the word of God, you step into spiritism, no longer spirituality. Spirituality, amen, is biblical explanation of how we grow and develop and interact with the things of the spirit. Spiritism is moving outside the borderline, amen, of the principle of God's word and begin to dabble into all kinds of mysteries and dimensions that are contrary, that negate the values of a life in Christ. The Bible says, in Christ dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily and we are complete in him, in Christ. Not in something else outside Christ. We're not seeking for another sense of spirituality outside Christ. Our, our desire, our passion to grow and to mature and to come into elevated life, elevated consciousness brings us into that dimension of divine creativity, brings us into that position where we can function in authority. Hallelujah. Elevated life, elevated mind. Amen. The mind of Christ brings us into a place where we begin to walk in the full reality of the restored image. Hallelujah. That was given to us in redemption. It's a beautiful place to be. It is a beautiful place to be. Can we be elevated? Yes. Does God want us to be elevated? Yes. There are tons of scripture that speaks of our maturity, of our growth. The key here this morning, in fact, many of the teachings we've done in the past speaks into this teaching. But the difference amen, in this teaching is that this deals with our consciousness. If you're not conscious 
that the Lord demands that you grow, that you mature, amen, in how you think, in how you reason, in how you see things, in how you view things, in how you interact and relate with things. If you're not growing in that, you will remain where you are. You will just be an observer of the things of God. Conscious elevation brings us into a position where we become, you know, engaging in the things of God. You see, when I'm conscious that, that my prayer life increases my spiritual work, I pray the more. When I'm conscious all right, that my giving allow me, amen, to come into the things of God, that I'm increased in the things of God, not just financially, but that I'm increased in the things of God. You see, then I give with that sense of awareness. When I'm conscious, amen, that when I live and speak and walk by faith, amen, that I am plunged into a day of spiritual transition. For they that must come to God must believe. That faith allows me to transit, amen, to move, to, to know better of the things of God. Then I engage in faith, you see. Then I deliberately plunge my life, amen, to a state of faith that I'm not living by sight, but I'm living by faith. You see, faith is not to possess things. Faith is to become something. Oh, Spirit of God. The definition of faith is they that must come to God must believe. So faith is not for me to possess things. Things are given to me as a reward of my position as a son in the kingdom and as, amen, as a reward of my connection earlier to the life in God. Faith is given to me to advance the will of God on earth, to move, to move, to move within, hallelujah, the structural frame of my spiritual identity. That the more I walk by faith, the more I'm changed, I'm transformed, I'm reformed. You see, that consciousness While I'm eating, as I'm conscious of my spiritual position, I can be caught up. Oh, Lord Jesus. How do you think Philip got to be transported from one location to another? It is true. The awakening of his spiritual consciousness. When you begin to awake to the, to the reality of your true spiritual state, something in you begin to change, begin to transform. Things start happening that would dumbfound the ordinary mind. I know people earlier, decades ago, I've read about some people during, you know, the early, you know, charismatic move in the days of the faith move, you know, just when that thing began in the early 60s. People who are doing things, you know, how do you think, you know, when you touch certain dimensions of the, of the things of the spirit and you touch it and that thing, you, I mean, you touch the nerves of that thing, you're going to be, you're going to see impact in the natural realm. So when you hear about, you know, women like Katrin Kuma and all the rest, Smith Wigglesworth, all these people that did things, all right? They understood certain keys. They understood certain realm in the things of the spirit, all right? That every time they touch that thing, there's a response. But you see, you can be blind in other area. Remember, the things of the kingdom are vast. That's why, listen, friends, listen as I begin to round up. That's why in the days we're living, you cannot benchmark benchmark the apostolic amen to just you know the ministry of apostles the apostolic listen to this the apostolic is 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 um 
It's a generic term. Amen. Of the building and the development. Amen. Of the ecclesia of God in the earth. The church is built upon the foundation. Amen. Upon the foundation of the apostle. The church is not, it's not the apostle. The church is not the prophet. No, no, no. The church is built upon. Upon. When you build something upon, you don't see it. You don't see it. It holds the thing together. So the church ought to be apostolic. The church ought to be prophetic. As much as the church amen, is pastoral, as, as, as much as the church amen, is evangelical in his, in his drive to reach the world, hallelujah, as much as the church amen, is the ministry of the rabbi that teaches, then Christ himself becomes our chief cornerstone. He holds all together. <laughs> he holds all together. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. He defines the parameter, the framework of all these things that the church is built upon. So don't, don't over, amen, you know, I, 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 I amplify the apostolic ministry as if all that the church represents is apostolic. No, the apostles are designed to build in accordance to the divine structure and order of God's prophetic intention. But guess what? That is not just for the church as an institution. That is for the church as the movement of God in the earth. A church reflected in home. A church reflected in our business you know, district. A church reflected amen, in, in our government. A church reflected amen, in our institution. Church is a life that infiltrates, that penetrates every dimension of human existence. This is why Jesus, I built my church and the gate of hell will not prevail because the church will be among the place where the gate of hell amen, is prevailing. I hope I'm making sense, friends. This is what the Lord is doing in our day, in our time. We need to be awakened to this reality. We need to submit and surrender ourselves, hallelujah, to this order of life. I know a man 14 years ago cut up into the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body. Paul I don't know. In other words, these things that I'm engaging with, I cannot really tell you if this dimension that I, 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 you know, I saw was in the body or, in, or outside the body. It means that there is a life outside the body that is real. Like I shared yesterday. About you know the vision that I had. Just about a minute I went to bed. Suddenly I was plunged into this vision. Where I had to be battling. You know with this. You know uh, 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 principalities. All men. From South Africa all the way to Nigeria. Battling the spirit. To the point that my wife. She was lying you know, beside me. She heard me. Saying certain words or in my language, and I remember, you know, when she woke me up, when she shook me and woke me up, right? I was saying that word. In fact, I woke up declaring that same word. Friends, these things are real, but that's a dimension that the Lord will have me see. There are times that they don't they don't allow you to be involved. You know, God just allowed the angels to deal with it. But there are times they say, no, I want you to be involved so you can see. You know, the reason why they take you there is so that you can understand that these things are real and to reinforce your sense of spirituality. 
You see, that, that engagement only reinforced my sense of spirituality and tell me that this thing is real, friends. So your life is not defined by just what you see in the natural. It's not defined by what you touch. All right? It's not defined by the gift. It's not defined by the food you eat and all these things that have become so natural and human to us to the point where we become less involved and, and less aware of our true state in the spirit. So we have to pray more. I'm going to round up with this scripture. We have to pray more to awaken our consciousness, to awaken, to elevate. You see, the more you pray, like I said two days ago, how this message began is I was praying in the morning. I just felt just before I came you know, to the studio, I just felt I needed to pray in the spirit. And as I began to pray in the spirit, the Lord began to speak to me and began to drop word in my spirit. Say, I need you to walk in that realm of elevated consciousness. And I began to ask the Lord, what do you mean by that? He said, the more you pray in the spirit, the more you begin to understand, the more you begin to realize, the more you begin to see, the more you begin to you know, participate in what I am doing, not just in you but around you and what I want to do through you so you've got to pray in the spirit so prayer begin to expand hallelujah my spiritual consciousness prayer begin to you know elevate you know my my spiritual understanding suddenly while I'm understanding things in the spirit I can relate to that hallelujah that, I, that I'm seeing that I'm feeling amen in my natural senses because the natural and the spiritual ought to work in agreement that's why we cannot afford hallelujah to live a divided life in this third day this is the day of the perfection, hallelujah, of the body. God is uniting. God is bringing every order amen, of our life into divine synchronization. That's why this is the day for the redemption, amen, of our soul faculty. When the soul faculty is redeemed, the mind of Christ is restored to us. You see, you don't have the mind of Christ completely, amen, or the mind of Christ will not function in its full capacity until your soul faculty is redeemed. Your feelings, your emotion, your taste bud, hallelujah, all of this has to be redeemed. Then Christ can fully function through your life. It is the mind of Christ. The mind is in the state, amen, of our soul, the state of our intellect, the state of our emotion, the, the mind rests in the state, amen, of how we think, how we feel, amen, how we see, how we engage. All this must be redeemed so that when we look at life, when we look at situation, when, you, when we see what's going on, we know what to do. We're not confused. While we're spiritually informed, but we don't know what to do about it. Have you noticed that's, that's, that's our problem? Alright? We've prayed up but we're faced with situation. We start, oh, we start jilting. We start falling apart. Oh God, we don't do something. But you can't do something because the ability to do something has not filtered into your soul faculty, into your decision in a faculty realm. It's, it's not filtering there. Everything is locked in your spirit. No, the spirit must influence your mind, your thoughts, hallelujah, your consciousness. That's why people that are truly spiritual. You see, they are not talkative. When they talk, it's because there's something the Lord will have them say. When they look at things, they see beyond what they see. When they look at you, you better understand that they see you, they see you naked. They see deep into you. No matter how you try to cover up, no matter how you try to make up, no, no, they see direct into you. 
They're not moved by, you know, all these accolades that you pour on them. They're not, they're not moved by that. They're not moved by how you, you respect them or you don't respect them. They sit deep into your heart. And that's what the prophetic is all about. You can't impress spiritual people because they don't live in the realm of impression. They live in the realm of spirituality. You see? They love beautiful things, but they are not moved by it. They have it or they don't have it. It makes no difference to them. They do what they need to do. You see? It's a place of purity. It's a place of that pure white robe. That's symbolic of our life. It's a pure white robe. And if they bring us to dimensions of colors, we understand what that means and what that is. Yesterday I spoke about that. That in the kingdom, in the things of the kingdom, there are 12 foundations. <laughs> oh, Lord help me. 12 foundations. Each of that, you know, of those stones, those, you know, gems reflect a character nature that must be embedded within the structure, within the foundation of our life. So when you talk about the, found, the, the apostles and prophets at the foundation of the church, we're talking about 12 structural lifestyle. And when you build on this, nothing can move you. That is a house built upon the rock that cannot be shaken. This is the life, friends. I'm going to stop here this morning, or this afternoon rather. Oh, what a day. What an impression of the Spirit. What, what, what a declaration in this brand new day. What a, what a way to begin to prepare to step into new year. May the old begin to roll away. May the new be ushered in. Father, we thank you. What shall we say to these things? Your spirit is speaking in such a manner, O oh God, that we cannot deny. We cannot deny your voice. We cannot deny your voice. Your voice once again is upon the waters. You are shaking the foundation of many generations. Your spirit is awakening awaken our innermost being. We love the way you're speaking. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the one bringing us into all truth. We will not be deceived. We will not be leered. We will not fall into deception and seduction. We rise up. In the name of Jesus, in the spirit of purity. Purge us, cleanse us, awaken us, bring us into the day of your intention. Make us a people prepare for you. Use us, O oh God, to continue to birth your desire and your intention for our time and generation. Corporately, once again, we pray, Father, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth. We are the earth. Our home is the earth. Our family is the earth. May your kingdom come in the earth. Our community is the earth. Use us, O oh God, to express the furtherance of your glory and kingdom. We bless you. We honor you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, 
Reba talelonde shtayanda rabo katayanda rabashide. Hallelujah. Rise up, O God. Let your enemy be scattered. We bless you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Friends, we have come to the end of this afternoon broadcast. I want to believe that the Spirit of God has been able to impart our hearts. I wish I can continue. But this man got to stop now. We've done an hour, 40 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. It's always an honor. In fact, an hour, 50 minutes. <laughs> it's always an honor to bring the life of God, to share the life of God with us. To, to, to bring us to a point, to a place where we can, you know, share in the truth of God's intention. I'm so excited. It's an honor. But I'm also humble. Thank you so much, everyone, this afternoon for connecting with me. I want to say a big thank you again to Reverend Roy. Thank you so much for connecting with me this afternoon. I appreciate it. Thank you, my dear sister Jane. Thank you so much. All right. Just trying to say, all right. Uh, um, Brother Jerome, thank you. Sister Ronell, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Amen. Oh, our thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate it. Amen. My brother, again, Nitiram, thank you so much for connecting with us. Amen. I really appreciate it. Okay, uh, I guess these are the few people. Okay, uh, Prophet Malcolm Thompson, thank you also once again for connecting with us. Uh, I didn't see where you guys connected. Amen. And uh, my, 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 my brother also, man of God, uh, uh, Gerald uh, Smani, thank you so much for connecting. Really do appreciate this. Amen. Once again. Amen. And yes, I also see famine uh, September. Thank you so much. Oh, Sister Miriam, thank you so much. Wow. I didn't know all these people were connecting. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I was just about to run up. I didn't know that we've got, you know, a, a, a whole company of, of, of men and women connecting with us this afternoon. Thank you, uh, Brother Joe Mensah. I really appreciate it. It's been a while. Amen. Thank you, uh, Prophet uh, uh, Shen Smith. Thank you for connecting. Oh, man of God, sir. Thank you so much. Lord, help me today. I would have committed <laughs> a big a big sin by not saying thank you to all these wonderful people that connect. Pastor Akinaladi, thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate your connection. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Really, really, really love, amen, the spirit of uh, this connection. I must say a big thank you, for you know, guys, for allowing and know the Lord, amen, to, to, to draw us together and connect, amen, us together in, in this spirit of truth. I know many of the things that we're saying may sound a bit hard and strong, but we need this to be able to develop ourselves, to press into, amen, the reality of this new day. We are no wimps, amen, and no wimp, amen, will advance in that which the Spirit of God, amen, is bringing us into. We don't want to be sent to go spy the land and we come back and say, Lord, there are grasshoppers in the, or rather, not grasshoppers, we are like grasshoppers, you know, before the giants in the land. They say, we can't take the land. But thank God, amen, for a company of Joshua and Caleb who say, we are more than able. In fact, let's go now and take the land. That's a kind of character, amen, attitude and belief system. We want to develop, amen. And guess what? We live in that day where God is calling us to possess the land. And there are all kinds of giants in the land. Or whatever giant they may be or represent or mean, we are able to take the land, friends. This nation, this generation belong to us. And we're taking the land. And we're establishing the kingdom of God. So let, let's continue to stand. Let's continue to pray. Let's continue to take our 
posture in the earth and declare, amen, the will of God, amen, to be established in us and through us. So once again, thank you everyone for connecting with me. I hope to see you again tomorrow by the grace of God, all right, by the grace of God. I hope to see you tomorrow morning and that, that will be our final broadcast, I guess, for 2019. Looking forward, amen, to 2020. I believe the Lord, amen, to grant us grace, wisdom, capacity, strength, resource to advance his purpose, amen, in 2020. Looking forward to uh, apostolic leadership school, Zadok leadership school that we're going to, you know, uh, resume again uh, uh, next year, okay? We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't do any training this year, but I believe next year, amen, we're going to focus on that, allow the Lord to continue to, Help us to build a church and build homes, build family, amen. Build, amen, business that will advance the purpose of God, amen. So thank you, everyone. Hope to see you, amen, tomorrow. God bless you. Enjoy the afternoon. Bye-bye.